Welcome to BCP Unfiltered. I am your host, James. Big hug to all of y'all. We appreciate your support on this program, folks. I'm going to show you some clips and we're going to break it down. Let's stop. We're going to talk about the machine, the deep state, the cabal, the treasonous, traitorous, rat bastard Marxists on both sides of the aisle working against us from D.C. to crush us. We're going to see how everyone's on the same team when it comes to the deep state. And to look at that, we're going to uh, look at uh, Wyoming slash Arizona. We're going to look at a veiled threat to someone trying to expose the Biden crime family. That person being uh, Mr. Bobolinsky, the former partner of the Biden crime family. We're going to look at Fox News finally revealing the truth. Interesting that uh, this was a report on Fox. And we're going to end with a little bit of skin as a mom dresses inappropriately to make a point. All right, let's start off with the uh, first one here. Let's look at Katie Hobbs and how Katie Hobbs and Liz Cheney are on the same team. Last week, Republican Representative Liz Cheney said she's determined to take down election deniers, which would include your opponent, Carrie Lake, and she made an unusual offer. Take a listen. So are you going to campaign for Katie Hobbs, the Democratic candidate for governor in Arizona, as a result of that? Uh, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that Carrie Lake is not elected. So... Okay, the cheering's a little uh, ridiculous. Liz Cheney has no power, zero. She was did not win the primary in her state, and she is loathed by everyone except for Democrats that like rhinos who who openly oppose Trump and the base, which is very interesting. Let's be very fair. Liz Cheney, though a warmonger, outside of the warmongering, she had a very good voting record legislatively on the conservative side. But once you're part of the swamp, once you're part of the establishment, and you don't get any more establishment when it comes to the neocons and the rhino war machine than the Cheney family and the Bushes. As they say, Bush number one, Cheney number two. And, you know, I'm talking more uh, uh, Bush number one senior who's uh, died and Cheney. So she's got powerless. So people are applauding her. Oh, Liz Cheney is going to help KB Hobbs win. Do you think people in Arizona give a damn about Wyoming? Uh, just a, a lame duck Wyoming congresswoman Liz Cheney? Wyoming is such a small state. Love it. I was there a few weeks ago. Love Wyoming. Drove through quite a bit, more than half the state. In a north to south, going back to my home in Utah. Do you think people give a damn about what Liz Cheney thinks or Adam Kinzinger. But the point is this. Carrie Lake, who's running for governor of Arizona, is about the biggest MAGA woman there is out there who doesn't currently hold an office, okay? It would be Marjorie Taylor uh, Green, MTG, in, uh, in Washington. But she's running for governor and they hate her. Borders, uh, sovereignty, and she's a denier that Joe Biden is the legitimate president. It's all about 
covering for the fake President Joe Biden. It's all about the establishment. Very, very obvious in this exchange. Does that include campaigning for Democrats if that's what it takes? Yes. Make no mistake about it, Liz Cheney isn't switching sides. She's just openly admitting what side she's been playing on the whole time. Katie, are we going to see you sharing a stage with Liz Cheney? We welcome support of a broad coalition of folks to make sure that Arizona stays in the hands of a leader who's going to bring sanity instead of chaos. Uh, if that, if Liz Cheney com- wants to come to Arizona, I welcome her, as well as the uh, broad coalition of, of sane Republicans who want a sane leader in the governor's office who have joined our campaign. Sane Republicans, a.k.a. rhinos, a.k.a. establishment. Katie Hobbs has that total... Soros-backed, sociopath look. I see her and I see evil. God gives us the ability to discern evil and I see evil in Katie Hobbs. And I also see a coward. She doesn't want to defend uh, her Marxist ideals. She doesn't want to defend openly because they operate in secret, these demonic forces, the rigging of the election and other things that she has been complicit in hiding and fighting against. I think you can see it in her visage. What are your thoughts? Put it down below. Okay, now let's continue talking uh, about the machine. This is former partner to the Biden Business Bureau family, uh, Hunter and, uh, and his dad, Joe Biden, the current fake president of the United States. And a little incident he had with Jim while speaking to the FBI about Hunter, about Joe Biden, about all these things. A very interesting veiled threat. We're right in the middle of all of that. Have you had any contact with Hunter or Jim Biden? No, the last... (laughs) So the last contact I had with the Biden family is actually when I was in my interview with the the FBI on October 23rd for that five plus hours. Um, On my BlackBerry, Jim Biden called me via WhatsApp. And, um, you know, I was there voluntarily, but... uh, so my phone starts ringing in the middle of this interview. So I look down and I'm like, I'm like, is he really calling me right now? <laughs> so I show the phone to my lawyer and he's like, and then I show it to the agents. The agents got up out of their chair and left the room. They were like, uh, you can take that call if you want. And so I answered it and there was nobody on the other side. So I don't know if it was a uh, mistake or they were trying to send me a message or uh, what it was, but that's the last uh, interaction or communication I've had with the Biden family. So. so you are the key to this story, and there's a lot at stake. I wish I wasn't, but... Yeah. Of course. Jim Biden butt-dialed Mr. Bobolinsky. No, it seems like one of those you're going to sleep with the fishes type of threats. For those not familiar with the... Uh, go watch The Godfather. If you're an American, you should see The Godfather. One and two. Greatest piece of cinema collectively. One and two. Three is so disappointing it'll make you throw up in your mouth. But that's a whole other story. It's a threat. I'm silent. We're going to silence you. He was there voluntarily. How did Jim know he was there at the FBI? I don't know if Mr. Bobolinsky is downplaying it, but it sounds like a threat to me. It sounds like something the Bidens and the machine and the deep state would do. All right, folks, would you believe that on Fox News, they actually talked about 
the virus. Not so much the virus, excuse me, but the vaccine to the virus and how dangerous it is. Oh, Fox News all of a sudden getting religion? Check this out. Now that it was 463 days, you tell us, from the time that you requested this vSafe data. vSafe is a CDC program where you just kind of report how you're doing after you got the vaccine. 463 days to get it. Why did it take so long in your estimation, sir? All right, so obviously that's Chase Gallagher of Fox News. Let me tell you who he's speaking to. He's speaking to uh, an attorney, Aaron Siri. He is a human rights and vaccine attorney. And they're going to start talking about the CDC data on vaccine risk and impact that, as you heard, took him a long time to get from the CDC. It's a very good question. Why did it take numerous legal demands, multiple appeals, two lawsuits, in fact, before the CDC finally handed over the vSafe data, which is already de-identified data for the most part that they provided just two days ago, 144 million lines of code that they could have provided in a matter of minutes at any point. It's a great question. Maybe the answer is, is that now that we have that data and we've looked at that data, of the 10 million users within vSafe, 7.7% uh-huh. of them had to seek medical care after vaccination. That is an incredibly high percentage, it appears to me. Folks, that's huge. That's almost 8% of people that took the vaccine were guaranteed to get sick from it. So they could take a vaccine that's supposed to make them, oh, because a vaccine is supposed to like inoculate you from getting that sickness. No, everything got downgraded and redefined. No, the vaccine was so that you wouldn't get as sick, but you were two, uh, two in 25 people more or less were guaranteed to get sick from taking the vaccine as far as seeking medical attention. But if you do look at people not just seeking medical attention, you know, people who had sick, adverse reactions, had to miss school, had to miss work, oh, this number is huge. Yeah, and, and I, if I can, sir, so sure I just there want to put m- this graphic up to kind of follow along with you. You're right. 7.7 required sure. medical care. We're talking about emergency rooms, hospitalizations. There it is right there. And on top of that, not yeah. to, to go you one better, but this is your information, another 2.5 million, we're talking 25%, missed work or school or had bad reactions to the vaccine. What's the takeaway for you from this? Is it significant? Chase Gallagher downplaying it, being cheeky, uh, being sarcastic, or just being, I don't know, a journalist. Is this significant that 25%, one in four people that took the vaccine were guaranteed to get sick? So sick they either had to go to the hospital or seek medical attention, or they miss work, miss school, and had a life event that the vaccine was supposed to inoculate them from having to get if they got COVID. And guess what? 25% of people that tested positive for COVID didn't have that hard of a time with it. Many people were asymptomatic or reported as a a flu. And most people do not go to the hospital over a flu. Though people do miss school and work, as they should, so they don't spread their germs. So what, uh, is it significant? Yeah, it is. It means that the vaccine, one, doesn't work, and two, is more dangerous 
than rolling the dice on getting the sickness it's supposed to prevent itself. And once again, uh, I should be doing air quotes every single time I say COVID-19 vaccine. But if you're on this show, maybe I'll do it once a show. You should know that it's not really a vaccine. It's a bioweapon. It's a poison. It's an experimental drug. It's a depopulation drug. Take any of, uh, pick any of the above or D, all of the above. But one thing for sure, for sure, the hell it isn't, is a vaccine against COVID-19. It is. Uh, it seems incredibly significant. A big reason that they pushed the COVID vaccine is they said, look, not everybody's going to get, you know, seriously injured by COVID. But for many, it'll prevent them from having symptoms, being hospitalized, mm-hmm. uh, missing work. Well, now that we have the data, we could see that getting the vaccine caused 25 percent of people who got the shot within mm-hmm. this data set of 10 million people to miss work, to have some of serious event affecting their normal life functions. Yeah. And you the irony that a vaccine would give you a highly likelihood of getting a life event that you took it to prevent you from getting in the first place than if you hadn't taken it. Not even talking about the fact that the vaccine is a poison, doesn't work, etc. Just philosophically, that is truly, truly ironic. All right, I want to end with this uh, fourth and final uh, clip or uh, video. A mother fed up with the drag queen, the sick, deviant, transgender agenda of sexualizing children, of normalizing strip club culture, and sexualization showed up to a meeting, school board meeting, and said and did the following. Okay, I'm sitting here today, 129 days after the GSA end of the year drag queen show was brought to your attention, and 128 days after you sent an email explaining to parents that the school was made aware of the unauthorized performance that took place at the Indian High School. And the whole thing was under investigation. How are we 129 days later and 30 days into the new school year and we still have not heard any kind of apology from you, nor have we heard a resolution on how you are supposed to make sure that this doesn't happen again on school grounds. Sarah Joy, you guys ran your campaign on transparency. Where's the transparency in this? All right, so we have here is an Iowa mother named Kimberly Rakes. And she is addressing the Anki Iowa Public School Board meeting on October 3rd. She was voicing her concern or the lack of response for the school's unauthorized drag show that happened way back in May. And it is October. As you heard her say, 129 days later and 30 days into the new school year, we still have not heard any kind of apology from you, nor have we heard a resolution on how you're supposed to make sure this doesn't happen again on school's grounds. She asks about transparency. And then she takes a little bit further. How are we going to entrust you and the board members to do what is right if you do not make it apparent to us parents the outcome of what the investigation was? I get that you did not disclose any discipline action that you took, if any, on your employees, but surely you can explain to us concerned parents what policies you have since then put into effect to ensure this never happens again. I mean, I cannot even enter a school 
to help with this classroom party or have lunch with my kids without a full background check. So please explain to me how this 21-year-old man, dressed the way he was, was allowed into our school. Seems to me that a man who identifies with the LGBTQ community is not held to the same standards as me as a white woman who attended the anti drag Does this outfit make you turn your head? Does this outfit seem appropriate for anybody here to see? Because if this makes your head turn, if this pisses you off, then it's strict. Because this guy walked into our school doing the exact can you address the word, please? As you can see, and for those of you who are listening to this on Spotify, let me explain to you what we just saw. Kimberly took off her clothes and she didn't get naked, but she was wearing a similar outfit to what the drag queen wore to this Iowa school event back in May. And she made a great point, as you heard, that her as a parent, and we we know this, right? That we homeschooled our kids for a little while. We let them go to public school because they want to be involved in plays and productions. There's great productions being done uh, by the local school district and also for junior number two, who we had, at this point, had bought him 11 instruments. He was playing violin and piano uh, and the flute and the clarinet. Uh, we're like, uh, these lessons are getting kind of pricey, uh, but if he goes to school, he can play all kinds of instruments and what have you. So for, for two years, I think they went to, two and a half years, uh, I, I think they went to public school. And obviously, we had been homeschooling our kids uh, for the most part before that, so we were very involved. We uh, had to go, especially uh, Mrs. BCP, full background check, fingerprints, everything, just to be able to go and be like the, uh, uh, the classroom mom. Yet this 21-year-old uh, drag queen is able to come in. It's true, it's a double standard. If you're a deviant and part of the LGBTQ plus A, I don't know what the hell more letters are going to add to the alphabet community, then you're able to, uh, you know, the rules don't apply to you. Anyway, she gets down and wears the same outfit similar to what the uh, gentleman, because, uh, you know, gentleman dresses as a woman, that's what a drag is. And when they were on, uh, she starts to turn around and talk to the parents, which there weren't many in the school board meeting. And then uh, she, they say, no, no, turn back around. I don't know. Maybe they wanted to see the skimpy outfit. Interesting. This is what the, this is what the man dressed like in front of our kids. So this makes your head spin. This pisses you off in any way, shape, or form. It should. Because I'm embarrassed to stand here in the outfit that I am in today, but I have a point to prove, and that is that this outfit should not be ever accepted in our schools anyway. And unless you guys make a policy that forbids it, a child can walk into our school dressed this way. An adult can walk in here and do the same thing. An adult can get stuck through the back door and let it to do another performance like this unless you make a policy to stop it today. And this is what we need to do. We need to come together as a community and stop what just is happening, what's happening in our schools. Sister Kimberly is absolutely correct there. We must come together as a community to stop this because the school boards won't, the woke school won't, government won't. We need to stop this filth. And this person what wasn't that just came in they're very satanic she's gonna she's about to go through that that had they just gone in and looked up the uh, information they would have known a little bit more about this person but let me let me just tell you the school see the school didn't know this was going to happen supposedly supposedly 
The point is they have done nothing to apologize, to give an update to the investigation, or to put policies and punishments in place so this doesn't happen again. In other words, like all the other things that happened with these deviant, sick, satanic, Luciferian, demonic, evil, vile, wicked, sexualization of our children agenda in a deviant way. I mean, it's deviant either way. It's, it's age inappropriate. Once again, I find this horrific, but if you're two consenting adults, that's your business. You don't bring it into children. So what, Ar uh, what, what uh, Ankeny's High School uh, Gay Straight Alliance in May did is they hosted this after-school drag performance as part of their end-of-the-year meeting. They invited guest performers from the Iowa Youth Parade Pageant and according to the, this is according to the school district at the time, and the administrators did not give approval for the performance in advance and organizers did not follow protocol, okay? So they broke the rules, but why is there no reply? Why is there no follow-up? Why is there nothing to the parents? This is disrespectful because they secretly approve of this and hope more of it happens. And you'll see right now she calls out the drag performer for being a satanic worshiper. I'll put some pictures up here, which will also be at the end of the clip, so you can see that... Uh, it's pretty freaking obvious that she's right what Sister Kimberly is talking about here. This guy had no background check. Because these days, if I smoke this, you would clearly see he's a satanic worshiper. He has blood all over his face. This is easy. Facebook, text message, look it up. But this is okay. This is not okay. This is not okay for you to see. This is not okay for our kids to see. And I hope to God you guys do the right thing and you put it into it, you make a public apology to us parents who have to have our kids sit there and go through this. Because this is wrong. And I hope to God this goes viral and people laugh at me for the outfit that I'm wearing today. Because they didn't laugh at the guy who wore it, they brought him on. But that's wrong. No kid should have to be subject to this, and you guys should have to be subject to me wearing this. But the only way I think we can get through to you guys is by showing you exactly what you did. Bold move, Sister Kimberly. I don't know if I would have let my wife dress uh, that way at a school board meeting to make a point, but the point uh, is well made. And I don't know if it's going viral, but in our community here of uh, thousands, we are amplifying your story. What are your thoughts? Put it down below. Thank you.